Ah, man. What's... <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's going on? We're in the building today with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Scott Terraforte. What's going on, kid? Nothing much, kid. You know, just enjoying my time off. Uh, had a little incident at work, but... Uh, can you uh, can can you elaborate on the incident at work? <laughs> uh, I said someone was from Israel. They took it the wrong way. Oh Jesus, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's uh, kind of a dicey situation, I guess, <laughs> to say the least. You know. Well, with um, everything going on in the world, I mean, you really can't be touching on those type of subjects. I guess. I don't know. You can't, dude, with everything going on in the world, you can't really touch on any subjects, really. You just got to kind of, like, stay in your own lane, you know? Yeah, it's like my grandfather grew up, and they called him a WAP, a Dago, and now you say something like that, and you can get sued. Wait, wait. When your grandfather was growing up, they called him a WAP? Yeah, without papers. Like the Cardi B WAP? Not like a wet-ass pussy. Uh, you know, a WAP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cause that used that that used to be a slur for like Italians and shit. Yeah, Dago. Right. You know, my grandfather came to this country. He couldn't speak Italian on the streets. His parents told him no. You know, he had to uh, learn inside the household. Like he spoke Italian in the household, right. but he had to learn English. So mm-hmm. we live in a lot of different times now. It's like a different era, but uh, you know, like you touched on with uh, WAP or WAP. <laughs> yeah. You think about what that's doing to kids, you know? Kids listening to that kind of music. It's like times are changing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. Like the whole the whole music side of everything. I mean, I I used to be really big into, you know, rap and and hip hop and stuff like that. And not that I'm not now, but I think it's just very oversaturated with a lot of bullshit and propaganda and um yeah, man, it's just, like you said, dude, it's like they're pushing, you know, certain things on people and, you know, especially like kids that are very susceptible to, you know, learning new shit very quickly and, and, and picking up on that, man. It's like, you know, we were talking about earlier with like, like Lil Uzi Vert wearing like, you know, a dress, you know what I mean? And that's like, I mean, if that's how you want to dress, that's awesome, but you know what I mean? But Yeah, I mean, it's mostly feminization of the male species, you know? They're right. trying to confuse the kids of what's a male, what's a female, which is another touchy subject, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like, we have, like, 40% less testosterone than our grandfather, like, our grandfathers and people before us, and it's like... There's a secret agenda to, you know, confuse the young adults out there in this world, like, you know, who you truly are. And a lot of people are lost, you know, lost in the sauce. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I look at kids. When I was a kid, you know, we played outside, you know. All day. All day. Parents were like, come back at when the street lamps are on, you know, the street lights are on and come back inside. And it's just like kids these days like they're trapped on their ipad all day and it's like how do you learn to do anything or apply yourself if you're stuck on an ipad i mean coding is great i mean i think everybody should code learn how to swift but uh you know at the end of the day it's like no one goes out and plays baseball or you know stick ball on the street yeah you know it's just like 
an anti-social social experiment i guess yeah it's 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 really different man and and it's you know you obviously have some some benefits with um you know a lot of people going to like bro like 2020 and and further on from 2020 it's like the digital age like we had an ice age and like a jurassic age and however many ages we fucking had but now it's like the digital age and i joke about like the simulation and 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 shit like that but i mean the path that we're on i mean convince me that we're not heading towards if not if we're not already in a fucking simulation you know what i mean it's pretty fucking bonkers man um but i mean there's perks i mean if like you said with coding or you know now man dude there's so many people you know making guap playing video games you know but it's like anything it's like if you're trying to be a pro you know athlete pro anything i mean you got to dedicate so much time and that kind of goes back to like you know that takes away from the the bigger picture which is like you know having that camaraderie of that friendship of like when you're younger you know what i mean and being outside with your friends and playing baseball and football all day long you know going in getting a quick bite to eat and then going back out and playing like manhunt or like jailbreak and shit like that at night you know what i mean (laughs) no i absolutely agree it's just like uh you know the camaraderie or everybody wants to be a part of something you know everybody wants to be loved or in a fellowship or a brotherhood of man and you know um i think facebook instagram takes away from that you know um it's a false sense of identity yeah you know um people are more social on Facebook than they are in life. And that's pretty sad, you know? Um, I mean, back in my day, I don't want to sound like an old geezer with applesauce and, you know, uh, <laughs> some trazodone. But, uh, <laughs> trazodone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, I mean, um, you know, we I, people used to call my house phone or knock on the door or we would meet up at a certain location. Like, 4 o'clock, all right, meet me on the corner of Central Avenue you know and we'd all meet there right people who nowadays are like oh you don't have a phone like uh well i'm not meeting up with you because i don't know where you are it's like yeah how do you not know where your sense of direction is like right it's a lot of things that are changing in this world and i think it's for the good and the bad there's always a pro and con to everything but um you know it's 2020 was a hectic year so far you know, and it's the year I got sober in. It's crazy. 90 days, bro. 90 Congratulations, days. man. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had 90 days in like five years. I mean, it's... Oof. How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah? Yeah, I feel great. I mean... So, a little backstory real fast. Um, Just when you're, when you're talking, make sure you're talking to the mic. But a little backstory real fast. Uh, Me and Scotty met up in, uh, in California and now he's uh you know now he's fucking running jersey like a fucking some type of boss you know what i mean um but that's like you know the power of uh what's that the, the law of attraction you know what i mean um you know when you're doing well and you're you know you got your you know whatever you're you're doing your fucking thing and you're in that zone um you know people want to follow suit and i and i think we you know see that in in some in- instances and not only that too but you know, you make a lot of shit happen for yourself, you know what I mean, where you couldn't, you know, two years ago, you know what I mean, and, uh, you know, it, it's fucking awesome, bro, that, you know, you got here, you put your head down, you started fucking grinding, and now it's just, 
you know and it's not always fucking peaches and cream don't get me wrong you're always gonna have your days but you know at the end of the day you could put your head on the pillow knowing that you had a good day you know what i mean and that's what that's what the fuck it's it's about you know yeah absolutely i mean there's good days there's bad days but at the end of the day i just try to remain grateful for what i have because through the hardships and struggles of life or the things that i put myself through um you know uh from where i was at homeless in la to where i'm at now i mean i don't take it back for nothing i mean i i think every experience the human experience or everything you put yourself through is for a reason um i agree with that 100%. absolutely like uh i believe a lot in struggle hardships um because without hardship you don't feel a sense of an accomplishment. You and know? there's no growth. There is no growth. I mean, if it comes easy, then the results are that you're not going to have any growth. Like, you're not going to reap the benefits yeah. of the situation. Doesn't matter if it's a person, place, or thing. You know, um, those are like the three main ingredients to life for people, places, and things. I mean, there's pros and cons to absolutely everything. A yin and a yang, but um, you know, this time what makes it different is you know finding that higher power of myself, like that that I found my conception of my higher power, and truly putting everything I got into it. You know, like there's days where I don't have money, and there's days I do. You know, um, for an alcoholic mind like myself, it's like instant gratification it's like gimme 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 you know and um yeah this time I'm, I'm okay with like being wherever i'm at spiritually financially mentally you know um physically um you know this this was a hectic year you know i got released out of jail in december um, yeah i remember that yeah. yeah i did a little six month bid and that was growth you know, um, I learned a lot about discipline, stuff like that. Um, what, were, what were some of the, uh, I guess, leading up to that point and then after that point, what were some of like the uh, the ups and the downs, I, I guess, you, you had faced? Um, you know, what, what got, if you can disclose, you don't have to disclose it, but what got you to that point and then like from the second you stepped out, what was going to be different? in your head at that point you know what i mean well yeah i mean what led up to that point was obviously you know uh, the progression of addiction you know um got to the point where it wasn't working anymore and uh the safest place for me instead of being homeless in la was jail you know um that's a sad mm -hmm. thought process mm -hmm. but I think that was my higher power speaking to me, my God consciousness, you know, that, that stomach feeling of, is this right or is this wrong, you know? And, like, I just basically had, like, an intuition or uh, epiphany yeah, saying I need to leave Los Angeles or Santa Ana. And Orange, I was in Orange County. I had to leave Orange County or else I was going to head down a very miserable path. And... I left, but nothing changes if nothing changes, you know, and I brought me with myself back to my family, and I thought I was going to go to jail right away, but eventually, you know, I took myself back to jail. I got caught up drinking. I passed out at a McDonald's, and they thought I was dead. 
the cops were kicking me, you know? Where, like inside the McDonald's? No, no, I went outside, I was like drinking all day, 2-11s, and I was drinking pints of beer all day. I literally went back in my house, I grabbed a white t-shirt, because I already knew what time it was. I was like, if right. I'm on the streets tonight, I'm probably getting locked up. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, I called my friend Alex, the cops were like at my house earlier, and I gave him a fake name. And they took a picture of my face, and I was like, either way, like, tonight or this week, I'm going in. Like, I already, like, I knew it. Like, what was what was the name? Do you remember? Michael Spears. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know his social, so, you know. Oh, my God. But, but they were suspicious. They were like, how do you not know your own social? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, ah, uh, I'm pretty much caught. You know, they took a picture of my face, and I was like, up. Oh, I got about, like, eight hours to get fucked up. So I just went hard. I started panhandling. I drinking two two elevens at the same time, and and this was this was in L.A. No, this was in Virginia. Virginia, it's horrible. Okay. Yeah, that place sucks. The Commonwealth. That place sucks, dude. I've heard, I've heard. Uh, I mean, I've been to like Bush Gardens like one time. Well, that's Williamsburg. No, I'm talking about like Liberty University, like Bible Belt. You're either like a good Christian kid or you're like a junkie. I'm beyond a junkie, you know, when I'm using, I'm like, beyond junkie. Right. I'm like, get away from me, no one come near me, you know, yeah. I will ruin your life, I'll ruin your parents' life, I'll ruin everybody's life. Right. And, uh, Just know, a I, constant, like, path of destruction. Yeah, know? destruction, you know, it's like either creation or destruction. When I'm using, it's total destruction. But most, of, most importantly, it's destruction of myself and others, you right. know. Um, but that's needed. I feel like that's necessary. You know, I look at artists like that uh, produce or make good music, and usually it's in a hardship, you know, yeah. or a struggle, or something that really affected them in, in their lives, and uh, they make the best music out of it. You could really feel it, you right. know. Um, and you could tell when that artist uh, changes or, or quote unquote sells out. You know what I mean? Because it's not you know the the same person you were listening to when they were in that struggle but yeah, yeah absolutely I, things change i mean people change places things change things change but um you know it's very hard because like the process that i'm going through now it's like i have to change for the better you right. know um and i do fall short a lot i fall short a lot i'm not perfect but i mean it's better than you know putting a needle in my arm you right. know um any day. Any day of the yeah. week, you know? Putting a needle in your arm, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, so so there's a lot of a lot of destruction um <sighs> heading up before December. A lot of uh chaos and, and and you know, using and all that, fucking shenanigans and shit like that. So you go and you do your time, you do six months. Um when you step out, take me through that process. Take me through your mindset. You oh know? my god, it's the best feeling in the world when you you get out. It's the best. It's like Christmas. It's like you get out, you feel the air. You're like, holy smokes! Like, I'm not used to this. Like, what is this world that I'm living in? Because all you know is wake up, eat, go back to sleep, eat, play cards, uh, work out, play basketball play cards, keep your nose clean. Right. You know, use mannerisms like excuse me, like, you know, um thank you. You have to use those type of terms in jail because if you don't, you know, you will get checked. Like if you 
walk past someone and you bump into someone, you're going to fight. Like, you have to say, excuse me. Like, that's prison terminology, you know, having respect, not taking anything from anyone. Um, if there's a store box, you know, I mean, it's just a hectic place. It's a jungle in there, you know. Um, yeah. You literally have to be on your toes. You have to watch your shit all the time. You have to watch everybody in the, the dorm or your cell block because... If you you have to observe, I mean, because it's your environment. You're like an animal in there, you yeah. know. One false move or one thing you say could spread, and then all of a sudden, there's you're getting your shit kicked in, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did that for six months, and it was tough. It was tough, but uh, at the end of the day, if you just mind your business, talk, hey, how you doing? Respect. Don't let anybody take shit from you. You know, stand your ground and um do what you need to do, you're fine. But when I got out, you know, I was gun-ho, but I knew when I when I told the judge, I, I told him, I said, I don't think staying here is very positive or healthy for me with my family dynamic. Staying here as in Virginia? Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. I didn't think it was healthy, so mm-hmm. um, definitely decided. Did he agree? The no, judge, no, I mean, he agreed, but, like, he was like, oh, I'll just give you six months of... Uh, you know, probation, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll right. do it, I'll do it. Right. My head, it sounded easy, but... The old college try. Yeah, the old uh, college dropout, Kanye West, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, uh, that didn't last long. You know, nothing changes, nothing changes. I didn't feel a sense of part of in Virginia yeah. at all. It's like, a guy like me, you know, you hear my accent. Oh, the South will rise again. Dale Earnhardt Jr. on NASCAR. Like, no, like, not me. Yeah. Not me. They thought I was a weirdo. I was like, you guys are freaking weirdos. Praising freaking Jesus and selling meth behind the back door, you know? Like, it's like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, it's a it's a crazy place, man. I can only imagine, you know, because it's, it's uh, I mean, it's. From what I've what I've heard, it, it, it's so much different from here. Like it's only a couple states down, but it's still so much different. You know, hectic, yeah. hectic. Right. Literally, they don't even have Ubers there. Like they have Ubers, but everybody uses taxi cabs. Few so. and far between, probably. Yeah. Yeah, technology is like fifty years behind. <laughs> Jesus, bro. It's like weird. It's yeah. freaking weird, dude. That's insane, man. Um, yeah. So, 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 so you did the six months. So, what's that? December to like June. December to, like, June, I ran hard. I ran hard into the paint, um, working in a restaurant, barely getting by, working my ass off, didn't have any time for my recovery, you know, was, work was my higher power, and then the, the meetings I did go to was, like, I didn't feel a part of, I shared about that, like, people were different than me, that we had all the same problem, but I felt like we couldn't connect yeah Yeah. no chemistry no no connection and that's a hard thing too like you know especially when when you're newly i guess uh you know clean or trying to get clean or you know um what have you like that's one thing that you want to feel is like you want to feel like you belong to something and and not attach yourself with that what what you have been doing you know what i mean you want to feel like you're a part of something good you 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 mean something to somebody or something and you didn't have that feeling at all no not even one percent you know yeah that's tough man it's like fighting a fucking uphill battle with you know 
boulders coming down. Well, yeah, there was a few guys in there that were like, listen, like, I think your best bet is going back to Florida or just getting away from here. Because, like, I could tell you don't belong. And, like, when an old-timer tells you that, it's like... Right. So I said, you know what I do best? Sabotage. And I went back out. Crazy run, you know. Um, Ended up, you know, in a position that was pretty bad. You know, basically homeless. And uh, I just decided I got tired of it, you know. I'm not going to get into, like, gritty details of what it was like. But right. we all know what it's like out there. And... uh Decided to take a risk coming up here to Jersey. I mean, I'm from New York originally, but Jersey's close enough. Yeah. You know? So I said, let me just come up here and uh, risk it all. What do I have to lose? You know, the only thing I have to lose is my life. So came up here during the end of Corona and... End of Corona? Not the end of, like the end of the, the shutdown period. Oh, okay. June, gotcha. You gotcha. know, um, when shit started opening back up yeah, slowly, slowly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was difficult. I mean, barely any meetings and stuff. Uh, not having any money, um, getting my birth certificate, getting all those things in order, but staying calm about it because I had the gratitude. It, it was, it was a process, but um, it still is. I mean, but from. Where I was two years ago when you seen me in L.A., a mess, living yeah. in a car for six months. To say the least. Let's yeah. see someone sleep on a, in a car for six months, happy with, you know, heroin and needles. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people tried with me, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't right. hang. They, you know, they had to use they their... They tapped. They had to use their Visa MasterCard, you know? <laughs> Visa MasterCard, PPO, you know, they had to use whatever they had to use. And, uh, you know, they tapped out. Frank Mir, rear no, rear Frank naked, Mir. yeah, rear <laughs> naked, tap tap tap, you know, triangle choke. Fuck man. So, all right. So you get to Jersey. You get to Jersey in June. Um, did you know when you were leaving Virginia what you were going to be doing, or was everything kind of like up in the air? Most of it was in the air. I mean, the job wasn't because. Uh, you know, I'm friends with a few people at the job, but it was just, you know, um, it was like, what would I have to lose at this point? Like, I didn't really have much to lose, so I just threw it all there. You were surprised I came up here. You were like, what the hell are you doing in the Jersey? I'm like... I still am, by the way. Yeah, it's weird, but uh, the funny thing is, like, you look back 90 days ago, we met up, you know, on, yeah. like, the first day I got here. The second day I got got here, we met up. Um, look who's here now, like two of our other friends from LA that we all used to hang out, you know, leading by example, the right. law of attraction, right? Thing, the law of attraction is very real, you know, um, if you ask for it and you believe it will happen and you feel like it's already happening and you manifest it, it will happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, you know, obviously you have to put in, you have to put in work, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like with anything else, man, you know what I mean? If you want something bad enough, you know, how many days did we both wake up with fucking absolutely nothing, but figured out how to come up with like $500 that day? You know what I mean? And it's, it's like anything, man. It's like fucking, it's, it's a job, but it's a job that, you know, like you said, you're, you're going to 
obtain the benefits, you know, from, you know, because it's a positive fucking thing. And um, yeah, man, it's it, it's pretty wild to to have watched that, you know, because I remember talking to you back, you know, when you were down living, uh, caught the land down under. The um, land down under. <laughs> well, at least the land down under from here. But talking to you down there. And then, you know, I like I said, like you said, I didn't think you were going to come up here. And then even if you did come up here, I didn't think it was going to turn into where it is at now where me and you are, are able to have a fucking conversation, you know, on a show, which is fucking awesome, you know. And, um, yeah, man, it's it's re- it's really a good thing because um, there's a lot of hope in your story, man. And I hope that's what people, you know, could take away from it. You know what I mean? Because if, you know, I don't know how many people you already know from out here but if anyone's ever seen you fucking move when you're all fucked you know what i mean it's like two different people bro so hats off to you man yeah absolutely i mean i'm pretty sure vegas opened up the odds like five years ago when i got (laughs) sober to like uh seven to one to relapsing and like a lot of people got paid off you know um no white chip wonder i mean all those white chips over there yeah they're right there on the table Uh, yeah 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 all those white chips over there picked up probably triple the amount you know um that's nothing to be proud of but um at the end of the day if like i could do it anybody can do it you know um exactly there's a message of hope and you know not playing the victim or you know just being responsible for your actions you know uh comes a long way i mean i still have so much work to do it's not even funny but you know um from where i was at to where i'm at now um whole 180 you know um and there's a lot of people that i did come you know uh up to jersey and you know that that pretty much i don't even talk to you know anymore when i did you know when i have my time now i don't even really talk to them anymore because like you know water seeks its own level you know, um, you attract who you are, and if you want to be a good person, you're going to attract other good people, you know, um, yeah, and that's just the way it works, I mean, your circle is definitely, like, very important, you know, people you surround yourself with, 100%, yeah, uh, who you do business with, and, like, that's another thing, too, like, that bothers me, like, uh, try to keep friendship and business two separate entities, because, uh, friendship and business it can get messy yeah get really messy and uh fast too yeah i've learned i've learned a lot of mistakes from that and you know when it comes to business you have to be kind of emotionless ethical um and there's i don't believe in loyalty in business i believe in a relationship of business right and if each party plays their part you know you could build a relationship of business but i don't believe in loyalty of business loyalty is just cost like the service that you're providing is very excellent that you do not want to change the value and the trust are there you know yeah so i don't really think there's loyalty of business i think there's value and trust of business but a lot of people get that twisted you know they think there's a loyalty in business i don't think there's any loyalty in business that's an interesting take on it. I never really thought of it like that, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, business is really cutthroat, you know, yeah. when you think about it. Like, yeah. people have to fire people. People have to, you know, trim the fat. They have to uh, cook the books. They have to uh, 
find ways to be cost efficient and um you know move towards more of a margin of net profit for the the company you know um and with that being said like you you have to think very clear minded and decisive right. and stand by your decision and move in an ethical kind of matter you know um and a lot of people get that twisted you know um you were on that side of you know having to hire fire employees and and having your own business correct yeah i had like three of them but i mean i ultimately took myself out i used to blame a lot of people in the past uh like well they fucked me or they did ultimately i took myself out by making dumb decisions and um poor choices and um it ended up biting me in the butt but like the one thing that i learned from it was that money isn't my happiness one two with more money comes more emptiness i feel like yeah uh sadness um three um the loyalty in business i learned about that four uh you know um just being, it's like a chess match, you know, like you have people that play certain roles and you basically try to manipulate or strategically move your pieces so that yeah. the end game is checkmate. But there is no checkmate in the game of business. It's like always constant. It's like a never ending chess game, you know? Right. What? All right. So, and then you're in the business of sales. Sales. Yeah. Okay. So, in the business of sales, um, so first of all, what I want to try to dive deep into is how do you manage you personally? Because everyone, you know, might have a different way. But you personally, how do you manage, I guess, quote unquote, balance in, you know, a three month, I mean, three month and going sobriety period? You know what I mean? How do you maintain that balance on something that's, so fast paced, so hectic, so you wanna you can fucking pull your hair out. You know what I mean? Like and it I could probably venture to guess it's taken a lot of people out, you know? Um but ha- like how do you how do you find and maintain that balance? That's a great question. I mean <clears throat> in the beginning like I put that more as my higher power was sales. Uh what I mean by like my higher power I means what I think about what I wanna do, um striving for it what do i think about most during the day and it was sales for a long time but um i know that i'm a good salesman i know that um you know my abilities are you know top notch um my dad told me when i was 17 he was like you should be a used car salesman because i used to i used to manipulate him to buying me beers and like chicken wings and stuff at the bar he's like how do you do it he's like i don't understand like right i don't like you like as a person and you're still (laughs) making me buy beer like my dad like he's like when you're drunk you're an asshole like he's like i don't i don't understand how you got me to buy you like 10 beers and 10 shots when you have no money. And I told you I'm not buying anything in the beginning of the... Like, when I met him at the bar. But somehow, reel him in. Reeling him in. Yeah, and it was just like... He was like, you need to do a job for sales. And I started as a... Oh, man. A, uh, a door-to-door salesman in New York City. Uh, oh, selling uh, fundraisers for children in Africa. 
Oh my god. Such a scam. It sounds like it. <laughs> Holy fuck, bro. <laughs> it was such a scam. It seemed like the same kid on like three of the uh, portfolios and like Oh man. I was a beast at it like Sure. It's ultimately like what sales I got from sales. What I got from sales is like you're basically selling yourself. You're like it you have to be a good actor. You know, you have to be a good persuader, build value and build trust throughout the whole process and the whole, simultaneously. So like that's what I got from sales. Like I would knock on doors and literally like change my emotion, like my facial, everything. Like I'd be happy, all energetic and then get really sad now, and then bring it back up. So, all right, let, let me ask you something on this. Um so if you're let's say the fucking world's best salesman, right? The best. You could sell ice to an Eskimo. Um, how good does your product have to be? Product have to, like the product sells itself. I mean, I don't really think the product has to be good if you're a good salesman. Um, that makes your job easier. If anything, if you have a good product, uh, the salesman doesn't really have to do much because you already branded your product. It's really about branding when it comes to product image. Uh, sheep factor, uh, a lot of different things, but it's, it starts with branding. You know, branding and product and marketing, they all go in a, a big circle, you know, yeah. simultaneously. Um, indispensable, as I would say. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, selling is an art, you know, like um, it's really just about trust and value. Um, first, getting those few seconds in to building trust and then building value of your product a value proposition should always be added in somewhere in your pitch you know you're building value throughout the call you're handling rebuttals accordingly um and it's not by yelling or raising your tone um it's about active listening understanding and then inserting uh, a value proposition with an open-ending question, and then getting back to the the pitch. Can you can you repeat that one more time? Those steps. Do you remember what you just said? Yeah, I could I could repeat it. Okay. So you're building value. Mm -hmm. The first thing you do is you're building trust. Mm -hmm. You're getting their attention. Snap. Like, what makes me different than everybody else? What makes my company or my product different than everybody else? Let me tell you by you know wow. You know, right. the first second of the call, like, hey, you know, here I am, like, got your attention. Right. Throw an icebreaker in there. You know, it's like lowering their guard and you're hitting them with that haymaker, you know? Yeah. Then you're bringing them back to your, your playing field and their playing field and you're getting back to the script, getting back to the pitch. So you're pitching, you're building value, you're building trust throughout the call and or during your pitch. It could be face-to-face, -face, could be any kind of sales. And then, um, basically, you, uh, you're answering value propositions as well as building trust with an open-ending question. And then you get back to the close. Now, is it, important, is it important to always stick to your, your script? Or, I mean, for you, do you like to venture off or do you like to, do you like to keep it by the book? Hmm. It depends on the person that I'm, I'm talking to or pitching. I mean... You know, face-to-face -face sales, it's definitely about body mannerisms, uh, facial 
recognition. Um, you know, if they're itching, like different signs. You could see if someone's nervous. You could see if someone's on edge. You could see if someone's a buyer. You know, um, and different techniques to 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 close that door. You know, um, presentation. I I'll, I'll always say this. Uh, you always got to make a good first impression. You know, um, absolutely. You know, any job I go to in sales, I'm always you know trying to wear a dress shirt or whatever. You know, like I'm trying to dress up because at the end of the day, like you're selling yourself. Right. So like, if you want to feel good and be confident then look confident, you know, act as if. Yeah. Definitely strong believers act as if. Act as if you are that person, you know, that expert on the other side of that, you know, phone or on that uh, presentation. And uh, the rest will follow if you have all your, you know, cards and or your ducks in a row. Yeah. So that's what I believe. But, um, you know, I want to get I want to get back to the product and branding. Um. You know, like Apple, for example, branding one on one. You know, um, everybody's got it, and if you don't got it, then you're a nobody. Well, okay. So in in that little, well, not little, but that company specifically, um, what I, I mean, you you tell me. I mean, what fucking separates them from fucking the rest? You know what I mean? As far as just the branding and, and you know their model of how they go on about, you know fucking doing what they're doing you know what i mean well apple has always been unique you know um you look at computer companies or you look at technology companies what separates the rest from the rest you know um is branding and marketing um you know um ever since like the macintosh computer their computers were more modern than other computers right they looked more you know they were cheaper they ran more efficiently value Mm -hmm. um and they also looked sleeker and better you know remember those like orange and purple macintoshes yeah yeah they looked better than the the dinky you know big desktops right so that's 101 right there that's branding 101 um value cheaper product at first Mm -hmm. yeah they were gonna take a little bit of a loss but once you get you know you undercut your opponent and you gather the customers or the consumers, then you could raise the prices because now you're controlling the market. Right. You, you know, um, so then they came out with new, new ideas like the iTouch, you know, the iPod, you know, um, those were huge leaps in technology, like compared to, you know, a Walkman or a CD player yeah, man. or burning a CD on LimeWire and your computer getting AIDS. You yeah. know? <laughs> so like, uh, you know, an iPod changed the game. So now everybody's getting an iPod. Right. Because no one wants to go to the CD store or like uh, Tower Records or then like, you know, switching CDs. Oh, I could just do it. So now this is another point that I have. Convenience. Convenience. Oh, shit. Convenience is a solid point in sales. You know, you look at technology nowadays. um, Convenience is the number one seller. Branding and convenience. Like fucking Amazon is taking over to the world. Laziness. Yeah. The lazier your product is, I feel like the better it would sell. Just, just... You got to just picture a fat person on a couch eating chips. (laughs) Eating Cheetos. Eating Cheetos, watching like Narcos, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> nodding out in their cereal or something, you know, smoking weed, and they could literally pick up their phone and press one button and get whatever they want delivered to them. It's fucking scary, dude. Convenience. It's fucking scary, man. The word of the day is convenience. Dude, it's fucking... It, it's something... I don't know, man. That it, it scares the shit out of me. Like Places like Amazon, places like Apple, and these big tech companies, bro. Because it's like they're so... I don't even know necessarily if they're good at what they do. Like Apple, yeah, has a great product. But Amazon... The, all, their product is fucking everyone else's product. You know what I mean? It's literally everyone else is selling. They took them. their model from Uber. How so? Uber doesn't own any cars. Ah, they yeah. use other people's cars. Yeah, it's the same kind of model. Right. That's what every business is trying to move towards: is basically taking everybody else's material or property and trying to make a profit off of it. You know. Right. That's the wave. That's the new wave of business is how can I make my business more cost efficient? All right, let's take this Joe Schmo, let him drive people around, pay him decent, you know, wet his beak enough. And uh, as we like to call it, bird feeding, bird feed, bird feed him. You know, if anything happens to his car, oh, well, we don't have to pay for that. Right. He has to pay for it because that's his job and he depends on it. Um, and then um, we take like a 20 to 30 percent, you know, profit off of each person that drives. And uh, we don't do shit. Yep. Branding. Yeah, dude, it's convenience and branding. That's all it is right now. Yeah. Especially right now, man, like these these companies, bro, that are that are just going to surpass all these fucking, you know, little companies or, or companies that, you know, now, now there's certain, I guess, um, you know, there's certain, I guess, businesses or, you know, certain places where certain businesses can still grow. But, I mean, for the most part, man, like with, with well, I mean, I guess you could look at Amazon as, as a sales company, and right? Yeah, they definitely are. I mean. Right. They're selling you products right. that aren't theirs, but they're selling you products. See, see, soon enough, they're going to take out UPS and FedEx. I'm a strong believer of that. Well, they're already like teamed up with them, man. They're going to buy them out. I get my Amazon products from UPS trucks or FedEx, FedEx trucks sometimes, you know? Yeah, they're just trying to get big enough on that side right. until they could take them out. You know, that's that's what I'd see from it. You know, I'm going to build my because there's so many different variables. They have the warehouse then they have like like, for example, they opened up Amazon Go stores. That's the new Walmart, you know, um, it's not everywhere yet because of this covid, but sure shit, it will be convenience branding. We'll get back to that. You know, um, you can go into this store and basically grab what you want without a cashier. And just use your phone and walk out. Yeah, man. People hate lines. Convenience, once again. You know what stopped them for a long time from opening these stores? Was the money. Oh, they don't got to worry about that anymore. Well, yeah, now this is like this uh, COVID is, is pushing towards cards, like debit cards and uh, credit cards. Well, it's pushing towards a cashless fucking society, dude, which is fucking a whole nother thing. And it's it's really bonkers, dude, because it's like, you know, in, in, in one sense, it's 
it's fucking awesome to watch something that can be that big. But when there's, you know, when it's clumped into like big tech and, and these big companies, man, it's it's really scary what such select people with fucking copious amounts of money could do. You know what I mean? And who do they have to answer to? You know, I know that's kind of like go like veering off of like the subject of sales. But in a sense, man, it's like, fuck, bro. Well, I mean, they want to go cardless because it's just like the stock market. Like you could buy stocks. It looks good on paper. You right. Know? Your money looks good on paper. But where is your money? You right. know, you don't know where your you money no is. no idea. It's the same concept. Banks, you try going to a bank and try grabbing 10 grand out of the bank out of your account. Oh, they're going to hit- gi- give you a little bit of a problem. They'll hit you with fucking everything. They're going to be like, oh, well, you can't take it out. Right. They're, they're going to be like, well, what are you using the money for? What do you mean? What am I using the money my for? My money it's for. It's my money. Right. It's because they only have a certain amount in the bank. Right. You know, and they're lending your money out and gaining interest on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the whole concept of a bank is, we'll hold your money, but, you know, um, your money will be here, but you can only take out a certain amount. And if you do need that amount, you need to call in advance. Yeah. Which is ludicrous. It's fucking ridiculous. But, I mean... They're trying to do that with banks and stuff because, like, uh, the the paper trail one, um, two, cash is just like an IOU, man. That's all it is. Right. It's a public service of debt, you know. Um, but public still, tender of debt. But still, if I if I wanted to give you a twenty twenty bucks, if I wanted to give you twenty dollars, right, cash, right, fucking here, Scott, take twenty dollars, go buy yourself, you know, some breakfast for the next two days or whatever the fuck. I'm literally not going to be able to do that without being tracked like and knowing exactly how much I'm using for exactly what I'm using it for. And that's dude, I I I don't know, I should maybe look this up, but I don't know who is behind all this and and pushing that, but I don't know. I don't support that cause. Like, well, they're me. trying to eliminate like drug dealing and laundering and all that uh negative aspect. But they also want people to move towards cards and and wallets on their phone because as technology advances, they want it to be more convenient. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Convenience. Yeah, dude. It's I guess I mean it's that- all going back to convenience. As technology advances, everything is going to be more convenient for the consumer. So. Uh, so all right on a on a technological advancement right i mean you're able to do so much right now with a phone with a computer you know what i mean and the things you're able to do goes back to what you're saying and it's convenient and you know but at the same time man it's like i hope that people don't lose sight in the next 20 years of what it is to have a fucking human conversation and we're not talking through, you know, a screen, you know, and that's, you know, we're heading towards cashless and we're heading towards, you know, taking out that interaction. You know, we're going to be that we're going to be a fucking pretty much like emotionless. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's it's scary, dude. You know, it's it's a scary thing. And uh, and it's scary because no one knows what that looks like. We're all it's like a new fucking thing. 
and you know everyone's saying oh yeah man trust us it, it's gonna be good trust us it's I, I don't buy it one bit to be honest with you it's a bunch well, of a bunch yeah. of fucking crooks in my opinion but well yeah there's some politics behind it and there's uh definitely Always. some parties involved where they want to dumb down america and keep them busy with apps like tiktok tiktok instagram oh, um for fuck. these false want to say false images of themselves and them getting distracted from really what's going on for example like this year and i'm no politician i don't believe in republicans or democrats i think it's all a bunch of baloney if you ask me it's just agreed a divide and conquer strategy you know um playing chess with uh, americans and uh having them attack each other instead of them taking a step back and looking at what's really going on because the truth is somewhere in the middle. It always is. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look back, like, Trump Trump can't be bought. Yeah. I don't think he can be bought. So, like, that's pissing people off. Oh, yeah. It's pissing a lot of people off. And um, he says what he says because he just doesn't care. He doesn't you know? give a fuck. Which is, I mean, some of the things he says is outrageous, but at the end of the day, it's kind of legendary too. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I laughed to myself like that debate like four years ago. I literally had popcorn out oh at a sober God. living house, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, this is better than like any movie I ever watched because he's just roasting Hillary. It's a roast, dude. He would fucking crush at stand up comedy. Yeah, he dude, would... he's amazing. It's he's awesome. amazing, but like he literally like roasted Hillary. And it was crazy because, like, my, my old barber in Delray was a Freemason. He was like, Hillary's in. Like, there's no doubt. Like, Hillary's in. It's already set up. Like, really? And I guess he might have got help from Russia. I mean, let's go Putin. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, Vladimir Putin, you know, he doesn't play no shit. But uh, a lot of people don't understand that, like, the Russians control all ad trafficking and, and, and spam bots online. So, like, well, so people... So does the Chinese, though. and Chinese are doing it with TikTok right now. Right. Opt-in data. So stupid. Sign up for TikTok and your, your, your information will be in China. Data mining. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know what the most expensive thing in this world right now is? Data. Data. Your fucking information. Information age. So, like, any, any kind of information you can get from a consumer, you could sell it, like, 20 to 30 different ways, you know? Um, you can make a profit off of it. And... China, I mean, Russia is probably number one. Um, China is probably number two. Um, U.S. is up there. India is up there. You know, um, Ukraine. Um, and these companies are just taking advantage of idiots. Yeah. Dummies. You know, any app that you freaking sign up for or any kind of opt-in app, you're basically selling your information. Facebook selling your information. Um you know. Facebook, YouTube, and any websites, you know what I mean? Um, but it's it's also, too, man, it's like, you know, these apps and, and what have you, things that you sign up for. I know when I have gotten my last, like, maybe three or four phones, Facebook and YouTube are, like, two standard apps that are automatically come on, like, a smartphone. So it's like, you almost have to go to like buying uh like a little razor flip phone and even that I, I don't know what what the extent of the security is on that but it's like fuck man you know you give i up bet you'd phones? be a lot more healthy if you had a yeah. razor phone you yeah. know mentally and emotionally you know you'd be a lot more healthy because like 
I catch myself doing it a lot. Like, I'll be on my phone and, like, I'll be, like, stuck. Like, yeah. on Facebook, like, looking at nothing. Like, like literally, like, just scrolling through and just, like, stuck. Like, then I'm like, what? Like, I just wasted 30 minutes of my time, like, just looking through Facebook. Like, Yeah, and the next thing you know, uh, like, two hours go go by, three hours go by, and it's like, what just happened? I didn't well, accomplish a, pat- a fucking thing. There's a patent on, like, televisions and, like, uh, phones for, like, basically, like, why is a TV show called Program? Swing, swing your mic out. Why is a TV show called, like, a program? There you go. You know? Like, a yeah. program? Programming. Reg- regular... Wait, what do they say? We'll, we'll get back to your regular scheduled programming, right? Isn't that... Programming. What's right. the definition of a program? You know, programming. Like, it's like brainwash. Yeah, man. Yeah, so it's like... It's literally People are saying. getting distracted and swamped into TVs, phones, and, like, false senses of uh, purpose. People don't know what their purpose is a lot in life because they are swamped in by bullshit, you know. Um, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, you know. Um, there's greater things in life, you know. Like, the greatest times I have is when my phone isn't out yeah. or, like, I'm not watching. T- I don't watch television. I might play, like, FIFA or, like, you know, like, some Call of Duty or, you know, Madden. But most of the time, like, I'm out doing things with other people you know like having fun you know um if it's throwing a football or if it's playing softball or if it's like you know um rocking out earlier like that's a time that's fun to me yeah you know and like chasing clout and shit like that like used to do that when i was young right but like i lost all those things like and that's branding you know once again like oh well I feel powerful having this. No, and you're, you're you're not powerful. Like, in fact, it's like the opposite of powerful, man. You're it's weak. A, yeah, yeah. You're weak because everybody else is getting it, and you want to feel a part of, and you feel less than if you don't have it. I just bought two pairs of shoes for like the first time in like three, four months, and the old me would have bought shoes like probably with my first check. But like, I have a different sense of purpose and reality now it's like it's really not that important you know what's important to me is like me being happy in my sanity and like yeah i wanted to save a lot more money than i had because i have dreams and aspirations and ventures that i do want to accomplish and i know i will accomplish as long as i stay on this path um it's really not a matter if it's when you know i have great ideas for applications and making the fat people on the couch happy you know (laughs) Those are my favorite consumers, you know, people that just don't want to get off their ass and do anything, you know? Yeah. So the people that are suckers. But, um, you know, you just collect data and uh, you observe and you, you just think of ideas of uh, what what would sell, you know? Um, that's the difference between, you know, the Elon Musks and the um, average Joes in this world, you know? Um how do you handle adversity you know everybody has to handle adversity a certain way and like that's 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 what i look into my addiction it's like i survived this long you know like i'm gonna cut back to like my first year in sobriety like when i got sober for the first time um yeah man yeah i mean um i couldn't stay sober to help my ass and um i eventually did get sober and in that first year when i when i i didn't do everything i was supposed to do 
but I stayed clean, you know, I, I lived a little dirty, you know, I was, wasn't selling drugs or, you know, but I was doing like stuff to fill that void, right? you know, and that was the first time in my life where I really like was learning who I truly was. I didn't know who I was without drugs or alcohol and like, I didn't have a good childhood, you know, um, it's kind of like shameless on steroids, but, uh. Yeah, it was insane. That's fine. It was insane, dude. Just like, what the hell? Like, this is real life. Like, this is a family function. We're all like getting high together. Like, right? Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, it it was just crazy because like I followed a few people and like, I just used instincts that I had off the streets or like instincts that helped me survive through hardships. And I wasn't a stupid kid in high school. You know, I was a very yeah. smart kid. Like, a lot of my teachers, I was in AP classes, didn't even need a notebook in class, like, because I was just, like, my memory was really good, and I went to so many different high schools and middle schools, I learned everything, like, right. just, like, jumping around, like, I had to, so, like, learning to me, like, when I was a kid was, like, interesting, because it got me away from my home life, you know, so, like, I always strive to learn or research, and, like, because knowledge is power, you know, information is power. That's the true power, you know, yeah. is information. Um, the information. Age, yeah, man. application of information, man. That's that's what gets you further in life, you know, um, rather than a pair of Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, last, you know, however long they last, like a year or two, you know what I mean? They, they make you feel good in that moment in time. But, you know, in the long run, it's what it's a materialist materialistic fucking void like you were saying you're trying to fill it with something else but it, it it's kind of crazy dude because it's like you know we get we recover from from drugs and alcohol but you know what i mean and and we could have all the right intentions and we couldn't stay clean but then you know we have these things that it's literally the same thing bro like it's like you they, there's studies where it's like hits a dopamine go off in your brain when you fucking when people are reacting to your shit you know what i mean and i don't know dude it's just it kind of bugs me out sometimes you know but um i don't know it's it, it's just a fucking crazy thing man so yeah so my bad i, I was just fucking well yeah i mean off. no you're absolutely right i mean there's different things in this world that, that fill voids but like it's really like learning like more about like the bigger picture. Like when I did DMT for the first time, that yeah. changed my. You were there, I think. Yeah, I was. Yeah, there. you were there. <laughs> changed my whole life forever. Like uh, mine too, dude. Yeah, I was blown away. That yeah. time on acid too was pretty good. But uh, no, the first time I did DMT, you know, everybody was like, "Don't do it," because I was high off the dog food. But right. um, yeah. Had my little hippie headband on, my bandana, and I was like, let's do it. You DMT. did, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, the hippie. Yo. Yeah, I tied it. Like, oh. I looked like Solid Snake off of Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Like, identical. Yep. And, yep. like, I was always the test on me. Like, everybody's like, oh, if Scott's going to do it, Scott's going to do it. You know, like, let him do it. Like, I was like, all right, I'll do it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. And um, I did it, and it was. I took that hit and my tooth fell out. You remember that? I remember, dude. Yeah, Holy my tooth shit. fell out, dude. And I'm Italian, so like... Bad luck. Yeah, I was like, oh, death, yeah. death, death. So I blasted off and like all I thought was about death. And when I came back, I, you know, I um, 
it took me a while to understand, but like, I think what DMT was trying to tell me at that time, or a higher power was trying to tell me, because I feel like DMT is like, it brings you to the higher level of plane, you know? Higher level of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, what it taught me was that if I continue on this path, that I will die, um, and that there were more there was more to life than just this life you know that there's we're all part of something bigger right um and there are beings or or deities out there that are you know like observing our actions i guess i truly believe that i saw some aliens out there but it was it was insane yeah man me too but i mean there's definitely deities out there like i don't know if you uh saw or not but like Online, there was a guy that created like a device to see uh, dimensional beings. No out of, shit. Like, yeah, out of Argentina or something like that. Really? I swear to God, dude. He you could, know what like, it's called? He, it's like an energy device where he could like see four dimensional beings or like beings uh, behind our you know physical eye. Like you ever felt like something was watching you, right. or like you could feel like goosebumps or like a presence, like. Yeah, like, there are other entities out there that we cannot see or physically grasp because they're beyond our perception of eye. But, like, I, I believe that. Yeah. I definitely think there's other entities out there, you know. Um, there's, like, animals that we never seen before, you know. Um, well, all right, so, yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, too. Um, but with the whole DMT thing... Man, I'm a fucking huge advocate for, you know, and, and it's not for everybody because, you know, some people have underlying conditions and they're unable to, I guess, get to that headspace because of the condition. But for a lot of people who are able to do it, um, I believe they should, man, because it's like, for, for my experience, it's it brought me to a sense of connection, a sense of well-being, um, a sense of, you know, just like I wanted to, you know, I wanted everyone to just fucking like I wanted to just show people, showcase how much I loved everybody. I don't care who the fuck you were, what you did. You know what I mean? Love is like that common thing, you know, that we all share. And then that's the thing that's going to push us through whatever it is we're going through that's the that's the fucking thing that defeats evil man and you know i it, it's a crazy thing man i didn't know about that device though dude i'll have to i'll have to check that definitely out definitely research it a guy like made uh an entity device or something like that like i could literally see like other that's fucking amazing beings. bro and people are like going crazy over it they're like shut this guy up like you know oh, yeah yeah but, like, I also do research on, like, conspiracy theories as well. Like, people think I'm a nut job, but, like, Pizzagate exposed. Right, right. Yeah, we were crazy, right? You pedophiles got exposed. Dude, it's it's crazy, bro, because it's, like, you can't have... It's, a, it's almost like you can't have a civil conversation with somebody and disagree with them. You know what I mean? Because if I disagree with you and... You know, maybe not you particularly, but if I disagree with somebody, they'll take it the wrong way and they'll think, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, but that's, you know, we have to be able to agree and disagree and still walk away 
friends or acquaintances or, or whatever the case might be. Because if not, then where is that fucking room to grow? There's no room to grow. It's either I'm right and you're wrong and that's the fuck it, you know? That's no, it. that's the thing, though. Like, if you don't have someone to keep you accountable or people that see your behaviors and they're like, yo, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah, it's going to suck. You're going to be like, who the fuck are you, like, to tell me that? But, like, that's love, you know? Right. That's love. Like, you know, real people see other real people and, like, you know, like, we're going to call each other out on the bullshit, you know? Um, like, for example, with the work situation or whatever, like... I was emotional at the time, you know, my grandfather's about to pass, like, there's a lot of things going on in my life, you know, and, like, can I remain, like, cold and, like, heartless, especially when I'm, like, just getting sober again, like... Right. No. Like, let's be realistic, like, no. I don't know how to handle those situations, like, to the best of my ability. Did I handle it accordingly? Probably not the best I could, but, like, you know, like, obviously it was affecting me. Yeah. And I didn't speak about it because that's work. Right. It's business. Nothing personal in business. Keep yeah. your person. But it's hard. Leave how, that how, shit at the door. How can you if it's something traumatic like that? Yeah. Um. So, like, obviously, like, God bless me with a little suspension time. And um, <laughs> I'm happy right now, you know? Like, got to say bye to him. I'm on the phone, which weight off my shoulders you know um that yeah that's amazing dude. he's not gone yet but like at least i got to talk to him before he goes right and i'm okay with it i'm content with it um i know i'm probably not going to be able to hit the funeral because like i don't trust myself to that point yet and i don't really want to take that risk right you know um it's just going to be people drinking and emotional we all know what happens at funerals you know yeah but, like, I paid my respects to him through the phone. I actually spoke to him. So I, I'm okay with that. And then if I live like the man he wants me to be, then that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd love to show up, but, you know, See, I, I, I got to show up here first before I could show up there. That goes back to exactly <clears throat> what I was saying in the beginning of it about, you know, you having that 180. You know what I mean? Is you just being able to recognize that. You know, maybe going to the funeral isn't the best idea. You know what I mean? And, and and other things, too. But just you being able to recognize that in yourself and knowing that, you know, it is is tremendous. And, um, dude, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy to, to have watched that, you know? It, it yeah, really I mean, like, the selfish part of me wants to be like, yeah, I want to go to the funeral. Like, of I want to do this. But, right. like, it's not about me. Right. Because what if I go to the funeral and just ruin the funeral by getting high or drunk? Exactly. It's not about me. It never was. Like, you know, this this life is bigger than me. Like, when I start thinking I'm important, like, I'm usually in trouble. That's my ego and pride. Right. That's one thing I will touch on is, like, ego and pride. Like, one of my favorite bands is Tool. Like, Tool, all their music is, like, based on, like, the 12 steps, I feel like. Like, uh, yeah, one of the albums, like, the 13th Step, or, like, a song, the 13th Step. But, like, yeah, I never 46 and 2, Sober, like, The Pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those songs are about, like, you know, sobriety. I feel like, you know, like, in, um, a lot of people hate on Tool. They're dude, facts, but. They're fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, dude, Maynard is the man. Like, he literally, oh, like, yeah. Perfect Circle's good, too, but. Yeah, yeah. literally, like. The music speaks to me, like, you know, like, my shadow, like, basically, like, you know, I'm 
picking scabs again. That's something that I'm going through right now. It's like getting rid of my shadow self, all that baggage that I carry with me, you know, like that affects me in my life, you know, like getting down to, to causes and conditions and like myself. Right. People don't look at themselves. They look at everybody else and what they're doing. And like, well, like the, the hardest journey of this all is like looking inward, you know, and like seeing all the things that I did and how I affected everybody. Like mm. it, it fucks with you, you know, yeah. like it's a whole flip, you know, um, and it's 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 a process. It's like you know, practice, practice, practice. You talking about practice? You talking about practice? You talking about practice? We ain't talking but, about a game. Yeah, we ain't talking about a game, but we talking about practice, baby. Yo, get those, get that little thing up, Scotty. Yo, <laughs> so I'm gonna share a story about uh someone special. His name is uh Vic. Oh, Vicky boy. Vic. So uh, two years ago in L.A., you know, this is a little joke. So two years ago in L.A. It's my birthday, you know. Um, so uh, I was oh, homeless. Yeah, I oh, was smelling man. like shit. Probably didn't brush my teeth in like fucking a year. Had that, you know, good old meth teeth, you know, um, tweaking like a noodle groover. Grooving, oh, baby. Christ. You know, where's the pookie at? But uh, yeah, and I also looked like uh, someone played uh, darts at uh, your local pub. All over my arm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they were hitting bullseyes, 20s, 19s, 18s. Whoever oh, it was was an Irish player because, yeah, my veins look like a dartboard or the sheetrock at a bar, you know. Yeah. So, uh, it was bad. That, yeah, it was pretty bad, you know, uh, living in a car and being content with it, you know. It was like, oh, life's great, 40 bucks a day, great. <laughs> or then I would just go up to a drive through and just, like, knock on your door and be like, You're, yeah, I'm not leaving unless you give me $5. <laughs> that's the, that's the Alex Klingler. Shout out to Alex Klingler. But, um, yeah, so, like. Uh, ARK Marlowe. Yeah, Marlowe, little Uzi Vert, whoever the hell he is now. <laughs> Love you, kid. But, uh, yeah, we go to, uh. A hotel and he's like yeah man i got you baby he's like i got whatever you need baby it's your birthday baby let's turn up baby i'm like all right great oh my god so you know we're doing our thing we're smoking you know we decided to go classy we're smoking tar you know <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm doing the nod father the nottingham tower you know the little nod nod you know like uh tying my fucking uh, shoelaces with uh, your fucking nose oh dude it was like a girl in the passenger seat get, when you're getting head you know just bobbing up and down yeah and facts. like uh yeah, so I was nodding, and uh, he's like, baby, let's go get some hookers off of arrows, baby. He's like, oh, I'll pay man. for the whole thing, baby. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like, let's go. Jeez. Like, so we go, and, um, you know, this is just insane thinking. I smell like shit. I'm nodding out. Can't even keep my eyes open. Got dope dick. I don't think I'm getting it up. I don't even think Cialis can save me, you know? <laughs> God couldn't save me at the time. You think Viagra or Cialis can save me? Cialis. <laughs> talking about Cialis. What are we talking about, baby? So uh, I go to the hotel and, um, you know, it's like a freaking shooting gallery in there. And, like, there's these two sexy girls. One of them was a scene chick uh, winning. <laughs> Tiger's blood. That's Tiger. great, dude. Oh, but he got the scene trick. I was kind of pissed because scene girls make the world go around. But um, yeah, and uh, so you we get to here first. Yeah, we get to the hotel, and uh, he's like, he tells the girl, he's like, "Man, don't touch nothing. Don't talk to me when we're having sex, baby. Uh, I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to look at me." He's like, "You even say a word, I'm smacking you." I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god." 
And he's like ruthless. Yeah, he's like Scotty, you say a word, I'm kicking you out, and you're walking home. I'm like, oh fuck. Dude, and he really would too. Yeah, no, he's about that shit. Yeah. And so like I'm doing lines of coke because like I don't really I like shooting it, but like that's a whole different subject. But like, yeah. so I got the girl, and like, you know, next thing you know, like my pants are down, and she's trying to do her thing, and I'm like, can we go to another room? And she's like, no. And I'm like, I got someone's like wiener schnitzel over my shoulder like if i turn around my face might hit it yeah like, you know like it's that close it's that close like the brajol is near my shoulder you know <laughs> like the gabagool is unloaded off the roll you know like the freaking the sausage without the peppers all right so oh like yeah God. it was bad dude that's horrible so like i'm getting i'm getting some head and like literally like i'm trying to get it up and i'm like trying to think of like nothing in my head and like i'm just nodding out and then I hear, get that little thing up, baby. What are you doing? Time is money, baby. Uh, get that little thing up, Scotty. Come on. I know you can do it. Choo-choo. And I'm like, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can't. And uh, next you know, I'm like, I can't do this. And yeah, that was the night. But um, good times in L.A. Damn, dude. Fucking L.A., man. Yeah, it's a fucking... Talk about a jungle. We were talking about jungles earlier, like fucking jail and shit like that, man. That's like a jungle on earth, dude. Especially now, it's like fucking burnt and just people are leaving left and right. And I know who started the fire. Oh, man. Alex Klingler. <laughs> he said he did. He said he... No, uh, Beal. No, Beal said he started the fire. They, I think they since retracted that. I think they. that's what ARK Marlowe has said. Who's Marlowe? From the wire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First, middle, and last, and then that name, yeah. Thought it was pop star. No, not no. Baby more. pop, not no more. Clock star, not no more. NASA, no. Alejandro Rallo, nope. Damn man, <laughs> branding one hundred and one. <laughs> Convenience. <laughs> Just to type in on Spotify, can you know what I mean? Like, like who? Is, I, I if I was looking for his album. Who Where would, would you I search? Find it? Yeah, who would I would search? Would I go to Baby Pop, Clockstar, Marlo, Meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know either, man. It's uh, I I don't know. I I don't know what the marketing strategy on that is, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's got one that we're just not quite sure of yet. Yeah, um, man. I mean, that's Alex, yeah. AK, winning. <laughs> winning fucking um yeah man it's so let's let's do a little like uh session on like roasting motherfuckers right now so who do you want to roast the most right now roasting the mosting roasting and toasting who will we roast right now anybody in the industry anybody in america right now who's getting roasted man i don't know that's tough dude that's really tough um i have a couple go-to's for me, I would say, I would say Cardi B, honestly. Yeah, well, Cardi B is straight up like girls that are on Suboxone, pregnant, and like don't even cook or clean, and, and they, li- they have three to felony charges. Yeah, three felony charges. They smoke Newports. They're nodding off on their Suboxone, and they sell their Gabapentin. <laughs> That's Cardi B fans. Like, y- yeah, dude, like. They probably can't even make mac and cheese in a microwave. You know the the little the the, the ramen packets. Yeah, can't even do that. Can't. 
So, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know if it's so much of a roast as it is uh, just more of a joke. Like, I, I don't know if, like, dude, I don't know, honestly, if she, when she steps into a studio booth, I don't know, honestly, if, like, like, bro, she can't be writing that shit. Like, that's not her. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... She definitely I, has a ghostwriter. Let's be real here. Yes, a ghostwriter. But in, in, in the same sense as well, it's like, dude, the, the, the shit that she the shit that she creates is... Talk about poison for the mind and talking about apps and shit like that. Toxicity. System of a down. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and it's pretty bizarre, the influence that that one person has. In, if my kid watched that video, I'd probably have a conniption. Right. I would fucking lose it, dude. I'd be like, why like, are you watching that? Like, that's not appropriate for you. Like, that's okay to to post on YouTube and, and to post on wherever the fuck else. That's okay. But, like, if someone is trying to talk about, you know, you name it, dude. Anything. Anything that's, like, productive, let's say, with COVID-19, Right. They get fucking shadow banned. Or how about this? Trump gets in shit for saying, grab him by the pussy. Right. But we have a song, White Ass Pussy. Right. And, right, exactly. It's a double standard. Right. I mean, it's just retarded, like... Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not... I'm not advocating for, someone should just grab someone right. by the pussy, but, like... That I'm or, not advocating wet-ass pussy. If exactly. we're gonna have a double standard here, let's, like... It's stick gotta with apply them. everywhere. Yeah, stick with your morals and ethics. Like, right. you know, like... A woman is a woman and should be treated like a woman. That's when I'm going right. back to the beginning. The beginning of the, the conversation was times are different than, like, when my grandfather grew up. Right. My and grandfather and grandmother used to sleep in a different bed. Yeah. Like they would have two beds. Right. That's an old school thing. Right. You know, because, like, they thought sexual, like, sex was, like, a, you know, a sacred sacrimony, you know? like well, It's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's I, a gift from God, you know? Like, in um, I'll, I'll say this because you, you, you had brought it up earlier in the car. Um, but just just within even the whole, like, last 10 years, man, like, we're... We've really, I think, lost sight of, you know, what it like. I, I feel like all the, the the feminists out there who really pushed for that for that movement, you know, I, I feel like they're going like, what the fuck, you know? It's like we're really losing sight of what that is. What what, you know, for for us, you know, to walk outside, it's awesome to you know look at. But it's like at, at the end goal of that, it's like, nah, I'd rather it be how it used to, you know. Well, you look at these girl, these women nowadays, and it's like they're very materialistic. Um, they have to own a pair of Adidas. They have yes. to. It's a must. <laughs> yeah. It's a must. Um, they have to have a Louis Vuitton bag or a Gucci bag. Got to have some Nikes. Uh, and talk about addiction, man. I think. I mean, it definitely hits. It it hits both um, sexes the same. But, um, but I think it takes women to another level just because all the shit that they're able to do with their phones, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Snap filters, Instagram filters, you know, all that shit, man. And, and then they create this fucking 
whole nother image for themselves where it's like you you have an online image you have an online mm-hmm. who the fuck you are and absolutely then, and then who you are in real life yeah absolutely like it's like oh let me uh i have my online image who i am as a person online and then i have an image as who i really am and like i don't try to separate that i don't take pictures a lot um only thing I really post on Facebook is like music. Yeah. It's like whatever I post is just straight music. Yeah. Like how I'm feeling that day, like whatever song applies to that, you know? Like yeah. so I could remember the song because I have a bad memory, you right. know? I'll listen to a song and I'll be like, oh crap. Like, it's a great song. What great song, it? yeah. What I can just look on my Facebook. Yeah. Like what day was that, you know? And yeah. um, cause there's so much good music out there, you know, that people. Like right now, I'm kind of currently in the stage of like listening to New Wave and like. A little pop punk, but like new wave. I don't know why. Like I guess it's because it's like depressing times out. Right. Someone like carrying it up, you know, I'm like new order. I feel like I'm about to just like be ducky from sixteen candles or pretty in pink or something. I'm just like you know, <laughs> but like I don't know, I'm new waving it, man. Like Depeche mode. It feels like a Depeche mode kind of year, you know? Um I yeah, I do feel you on that a hundred percent. But I want to ask you something, how it translates to recovery, because I found uh, this to be very impactful for me, at least. Um, and I'll just speak from my own personal experience. But when I was out there, you know, doing my thing, you know, rap music, and I'm not saying, like I said, there's not nothing wrong with rap music or hip hop. You know, it's obviously, you know, um, a great outlet and, and a different outlet for, for people to you know, reach and get their message across, but there's a lot of it, like the radio shit, more specifically the radio shit. Well, that's political too. I mean, the spins, I mean, yeah. they're controlling what goes on the radio. Yeah. So like what I'm learning more and more about is like control. Mind control. Mind yeah. control. Um, What you see. If you're seeing something constantly or you're hearing something constantly, eventually you're going to fold into it. You know, um, it's like uh, putting something in your face over and over and over and over. You see someone with Nikes, guess what? You're going to get Nikes. If uh, you hear that song, eventually you're going to like that song. Right. But like the thing about me is like I, I tried doing this improv thing one time in uh, West Palm Beach. It was brain- well, like a comedy? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, improv, West Palm Beach off of Clematis. It was hypnosis. Ah, okay. And before, I, I, you know me, like I said earlier. I'm the guinea pig. I'll do anything. You're I'm trying not, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not scared of going on a stage with, like, thousands of people here. I'm like, let's do it. Like, right. let's fucking do it. Right. So, like, Scotty, go up. I'm like, I'll go up, you know? And uh, I go up there, and the guy literally explains to everybody in the audience that not everybody Gets is hypnotized. subject to hypnosis. Right. So, he tried hypnotizing me, and I would literally just laugh at him. He's like, go to sleep. <laughs> He's like, sleep. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like laughing at him. I'm like, you're a clown, dude. Yeah. You're not making me go to sleep. But I think it's just like certain people in this world are easier to brainwash mm-hmm. or like susceptible because of their brain patterns or their way of thinking or how they process thoughts to hypnosis just like he said most people and the other people like they were really hypnotized and they were probably acting like chickens or they really were hypnotized like like you could tell like there was no facial recognition like they were brainwashed and you watch some of the celebrities like they are severely brainwashed like yeah 
Like, Kanye is, like, acting out because, like, he's, like, getting out of that stage of, like, brainwash. Like, he's, like, rebelling against right. his handlers and all that. Like, you know, like, the elite, it's just, it's disgusting. Like, like another thing I'll touch on, the Kardashians, I think they're all, like, nasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... They're nasty. Like, I mean, I don't strive, like, I don't see how women can look up to them because they're not, like... CEOs or they're like they are CEOs but like how did they how? become CEOs cuz exactly. their father representative uh represented OJ Simpson and and Kim spread her legs open exactly i mean I, so that's the message that you're that so that kind of goes back to like the Cardi B point and the roasting of it it's like that's the message that you want to send to young minds and and you know and they're influencing these women very in a very easily. negative way yes it's like they're definitely getting paid for it 100 percent. you know like they're like yeah we want you to go towards like this 100 like, percent women right and eventually like <coughs> women are undervaluing themselves like i think one of the greatest ceos in this world is a woman and she's like uh she does like i forgot it was like clothes design um it's called something i forgot the name of it but like she literally like worked her ass off and became a billionaire she was in forbes it was like uh i want to say like uh a goodwill but like a designer goodwill kind of like clothing mm-hmm. uh and she thrift clothing like thrift clothing but like designer style like she made her own kind of style to it and she started selling it on like ebay and stuff and she blew up yeah. she made like a 100 grand her first year while working a 12 an hour job she did that on the side after hours and then she eventually quit her job because she was making more money doing that and then she branded branded her name made it appealing i forgot the name of it but it's very clever and uh she made her own website and everything and then the next year she made like 250 and then she became a millionaire in like five years now she's a billionaire so that's like the people more along the lines where people should try to aspire to be and not quote unquote like ratchet or you know adidas and louis bags and and this like be your own fucking person man like don't worry about what the fuck be true to yourself like what makes you happy who gives a fuck like what anybody else thinks like you know like i spent most of my life trying to impress other people or trying to like be something that i was not like but like I stay true to myself, like, you know, like, I listen to fucking oldies music sometimes, like, fucking Dion and the Belmonts, but, like, you know what, at the end of the day, it makes me happy. Yeah. You know, music is music, like, music, like, if it means something to me and can influence me, or if I can get a message from it, sort of like someone speaking, like, a motivational speaker, or, like, a great show, or a great movie, like a Martin Scorsese film, like, I'm gonna watch it, or I'm gonna listen to it, because, like... I don't care what anybody else thinks. Like, right. what I think is what I think, you know? Like, and if people don't want to be around me or don't like me for who I am, then God's doing me a favor. Exactly. You know, my higher power is doing me a favor. Right. And weaning out the people that really don't give a fuck about me because I'm not their standards or what they perceive me to be. And, right. like,. I don't care what they perceive me to be like i know who i am and i know who i want to want to be right you know and i strive to be that person um every day you know i strive to be a person like my grandfather or 
you know, men, 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 you know, that take care of homes, you know, like that mow their yard, that do the plumbing on their own house. Like these are things that I aspire to, to try to implement in my life because like I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. We're not yeah. like we're getting older and like as time goes on, like you need to be a responsible, accountable person. Like, you know, like, and I'll touch on this too. Like back in the day, my grandfather married you know, my, my grandmother, he was 19, she was 12. That was normal back then. Oh, wow. In the 40s and 30s. That was normal. Yeah. But as time changes, you know, things change. Exactly, yeah. So now, in this era, it's okay. Like, no, I'll give you an example. This is hilarious. So, if I'm a transgender, I could walk into either bathroom and just identify as that person, right? Right. Am I correct? All right. So I worked two weeks ago, and I'm incriminating myself, and I don't give a fuck. So two weeks ago, uh, before work, I was at like a meeting, like a little meeting at work, and I really had to go to the bathroom. Well, the men's stall was full, and I was not going to, you know, depends it in my, my pants, like, you know? Right not gonna try to just let one off you know skid marks and train tracks aren't good in the pants no so absolutely not so uh i didn't have pepto-bismol so i uh went to the women's bathroom because it was before work i took a dump in the women's bathroom <laughs> and it was amazing the oh cleanliness the stalls <laughs> everything was amazing the and smell until a woman walked in Oh, man. So I decided, you know, I'm shot out. I'm still shot out. But, you know, I am who I am and nobody will change me. And yeah. uh, I said, should I stay in here until she gets out? I said, she probably saw my shoes and pants already, like, underneath the <laughs> stall. So I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going out fucking blazing. <laughs> I open the door and I get out. And she's like, am I in the wrong bathroom? I said, no, honey. You're in the right bathroom. <laughs> she said, what are you doing here? I said, I had to take a dump, so I'm going to identify myself as a transgender for, for five today. minutes. Yeah. Just for five for minutes. As yeah. soon as I walk off that door, I'm a man. Right. Liability loophole. I'm using it. I mean. Why it, not? In that situation, bro, you know what it reminds me of? You remember, uh, I think it was American Pie, the first one, where Stifler gives uh shit brick the fucking um he gives him fucking like what I, I don't know what makes your shit like clear eyes oh the visine the visine yeah he gives he gives him the visine opens up and, and it turns out to be a uh, woman's bathroom and he just takes like a massive dump and <sighs> the chicks find him and dude it's it's fucking hilarious but that's what that's exactly what you described to like a t yeah Only he i didn't mean yeah i wish like i grew up in like in the 90s or like earlier than that like like the late 90s as like for me as a kid was like awesome like yeah you had blink 182 you had like some 41 you had like that california vibe in rock and like that seattle sound as well and it was just like amazing like it was amazing like literally like everything was cheaper uh 20 at the grocery store gets you a lot of stuff let, let let me ask you something on this. Go ahead. Um, because like you you just brought up like the late nineties, the music in general, I feel was, you know, just in such a better place. Do you, do you see or do you fear, you know, maybe, not even just for local music, but for music in general, man. Like, cause like you you're, 
music is like a microcosm of like the world right now. It's like the, the big bands are going to be big and they're going to be good no matter what. And there's like no other room for like anybody else, especially right now when there's no local shows or few and far between in select states. Um, so, I mean, do you see, where do you see music just as a whole going? Music is going towards shit, man. It's just literally like shit. Like, uh, I think like a lot of the pop punk bands are like making a comeback. You know, like, uh, Story So Far has been out, like, a little bit. Like, they came out with an album, like, a few years ago that was fire. It was proper like, Dose. Yeah, yeah, Proper Dose was straight fire. Um, Belmont's pretty fire. Um, your, your band's pretty good, you know. Um, Thanks, man. Making a comeback. But, like, overall, if I turn on a radio station, it's literally like that episode from South Park. Everything sounds like shit. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Or, <laughs> or everything's the same. It's like cocaine, hose. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Right, right. I don't even really listen to rap. Like, and then <coughs> if you try to listen to like a rock station, you know, they'll be like, oh well, here's a 45 minute block of you know some new shit. But it's like, it's like you, hipster shit. No, well, maybe not even hipster shit, but maybe. Maybe I don't know. I haven't listened to the radio in God knows how long. But it. My point is, it's the same fucking bands that get the same radio Plays, play. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, this is ACDC, Back in Black. This isn't a new forty-five minute block. This is just ACDC. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm not hating on ACDC or, or these fucking rock and roll bands. But it's like, I, like I said, man, I, I just. Looking at it, like looking at the landscape of everything. Maybe if, they should come out with like something like this. Like a fan can choose, like fans in that area, like an application where it's like a radio station and fans can like, it's like an, uh, like a Spotify, but for like radio plays. So like the radio stations would like pick songs that the fans would want them to play most so it wouldn't be oh, okay. like repeated so like once a song is off the air for like that block it can't be played again until like later that day like there's a restriction on it like yeah like uh parameters but like the fans would get to vote like what's hot and what's not you right. know instead of like people behind the scenes really choosing yeah, yeah. so like uh like maybe like a trivia slash radio application where like the fans really like a like a democracy for music right you know like they should have something like that and if you brand it right i think i think it would work you know yeah man um i mean something you know there 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 has to be something new and innovative like with you know you have spotify iHeartRadio, pandora you know all these big you no, know, but what I'm saying is, like, literally, like, no, I, say you're I, I a local you're band, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of, like, giving out your CD tapes, like, back in the day, or giving right. out, like, oh, play this, play this, play this. It was more about, like, referring it to all your friends, and then they would refer it to, to their friends, right. and, like, going to local stores and passing the, them the out. The domino effect. Yeah. yeah. Instead of doing that, like, literally, like... You could do like a reward incentive as well, like as an artist, like an application where you basically like you'd be able to promote your stuff and like offer fans stuff for like supporting your shit, like gift cards and shit like that. 
and whoever promotes the most music like gets like a certain amount of money or like and then like so local bands have a shot again like if you're yeah. like referring people boom 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 and then next thing you know like in that area in that demographic you conquered it and next thing you know like you have a chance to get played on the radio because there's like a radio there should be a radio station just for that app like a like a uh there there i i all right i kind of see what you're saying like a radio so like a 106.8 right mm-hmm. so 106.8 nationwide would be the app right mm-hmm. and like literally like whatever city you're in the fans vote on like new hot art artists right and like the artist that gets selected like literally gets played and then like they basically play it like for that genre like there would be different genres there'd be like three different state there'd be different shit like it would just be a mix of everything like so like during certain hours it could be like until they could buy two two radio stations or what it would eventually take over like yeah. the whole radio yeah but like or like radios, like a Sirius XM when it first came out, like Sirius Radio, like that, but for like phones and like your radio now. Right. So like fans like can decide what they want, like a YouTube for the radio, but like promoting artists that they think should have it. Right. Not like Takashi Six Nine or these clowns out here. They're just straight clowns. Yeah. Like I used to enjoy listening to rap. Like Me too. The Jada Kiss, the Meek Mills, the uh, you know, Cameron, the oh, Jewel Jay-Z. Santana, Jay Z Nas, like oh, Lil even Wayne. like yeah, Lil Wayne or like uh West Coast rappers, you know, like Doctor Dre or even the little Eminem. I'm not a big Eminem guy, but like I respect him a lot. Yeah. He's a good artist, but like Cassidy, like Cassidy, Freeway, no, you know, yeah, like yeah. I can't listen to this shit. Like, it, yeah. it's like retarded. And they're not even original anymore. They're that, just that, remaking every song. Like that. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, literally, Pop Smoke's whole album is, like, literally, like, all remade songs. And he's just like, uh, Right. Uh, well, I'm I mean, like, dude, I can't even understand what the fuck you're saying, dude. I think the most innovative artist that has come out, and, and there might be other ones, too. Um, but I'm just saying the one that, I mean, he's obviously, you know, top charts <coughs> in um, one genre. And then he switched over as MGK. And, you know, he's doing all that shit now with Travis Barker. And I think that, it, I mean, that translated very well. Um, but but it gets to a certain point, man, where it's like, you know, the, these artists, you know, you start running out of shit to say and talk about. You know what I mean? So it's like. You know, you got to try to shake things up, you know, however that looks, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, um, there's no even playing field now. It's, like, all about ad-libs and, like, feminization. Um, The rap game is just pitiful, man. It's disgusting. Like, only people I really have respect for in the rap game, like, is, like, like a boogie a little bit i like the old a boogie i mean the ogs in the game like fab and jada like they'll always have it but like yeah dave east dave east is a monster dude like he he puts it down for for new york like you know um and like a few other artists but like i'm more into rock because like i could relate a lot more like i could actually understand what's going on exactly like i don't like it's just like all about like pussy and like 
Money, drugs. Money, drugs, and pussy. And, like, let me cuddle up with you. We could, like, be a secret, but, like, you're my side bitch. Right. (laughs) Now, let me just clarify something before we hop off here. But let me just clarify something. That it that's not every artist. And that's not every artist in hip-hop. That's not every artist in, in whatever. Yeah, that's well, let's, a let's lot of clarify the, that. But that's a lot of the mainstream, mainstream bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. But like, you know, like uh there ain't no more like Jimi Hendrix or like Eric Clapton right. or like like there's no like there's there, there, I feel like we need like another Linkin Park out there. Like Linkin Park, yeah. Linkin Park like created their own genre. Yeah. Like they literally like created their own sound. Like right. Queens of the Stone Age created like their own sound. Like yeah. every song of theirs is like completely like Yeah. Nirvana was Nirvana, another one. Another one. Like you know, like uh who'd they open up for? They opened up for Sonic Youth. Yeah. They oh, opened yeah, up yeah, for yeah. Sonic Youth, and Sonic Youth was wearing their T-shirts. Their Sonic Youth was huge in the late '80s. Yeah, that was like you know cool thing. Like that right. was a that was a hot song back then. But like you know Sonic Youth, like or even like The Cure, or like you know like original Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode was very original. Like um, Sublime. That oh, Sublime God, created dude. like their own sound. It was like it's, Jamaican, yeah. like reggae slash rock ska. You know, yep. and they created that because Bradley Noel's uh, influence of going to the Virgin Islands with his father, and like he always loved that sound. And like you know, slightly stupid bit off that. Like Three Eleven yeah. bit off yeah. that. Like there's so many other bands that bit off that, and like that's what I'm searching for. Is like. Uh, you know, like I think, like what's gonna come back out now is like a new wave, like rock kind of thing. Like you know, like feel like a lot of hipster music is already going towards that, but it's not dark enough. But like, I'm into the pop punk scene. Like pop punk will never die. I feel like it just will never die because it's so uppity. You know? Yeah. You, you, can you say that one more time? Pop punk will never die. Hey, fucking right, man. Yeah, fucking the right. blinks, the fucking newfound glory, you know, the some forty ones, the knuckle puck. Yeah, yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. Um, all right, let me ask you. Uh, what, I'll ask you one more thing, and then uh, we'll wrap up. We've been on here for almost the better part of almost two hours, but um, fucking, what are you currently listening to? And what, like, your if you had to give like a top three or a top five artist band. What what's in your like daily playlist of what oh, you're listening man. to? Oh man, you'd be surprised, man. All right, give me give me a shot. All right, so I'm just gonna name some bands. Mostly like New Order, uh, New Order, a little Cure. I don't know. I've been in like a new wave kind of thing. Um, I'm listening to Belmont a lot. I'm trying out like their some of their old shit too. Um, I haven't literally I haven't listened to the story so far that much. Like I kind of been giving them a break. Cause right. like you can only listen to so much of their shit, but like uh, been listening to them. Um, Goldfinger, less than Jake. Well, all right, fuck man, you brought up Goldfinger. We we're gonna wrap on this segment, but we'll fucking open up on another one. What do you think about Goldfinger? Goldfinger is sick, dude. You don't think that new the new let well I wouldn't the last two Blink One Eighty Two albums sound exactly like Goldfinger. I haven't really listened to the last two Blink. Which which albums are you talking about? California and Nine. 
the last two that came out. I would have to listen to it. I'll sh- I'll show you when they sound just like Goldfinger. Well, John Feldman, the, the dude in Goldfinger, he produces. Well, he the last two albums he produced pretty much all of that. Shit. Oh yeah, dude. Then there you go. There you go. You know, he definitely had his hand to play in that. Bro, it's fucking wild. If I, if I showed you this, you would be like, yo, that's fucking Goldfinger. But Goldfinger is just like, they're so unique. Like, their sound is like so 90s. Like, let me pick up a skateboard and like go in a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. me be Tony Hawk for a few hours, you know? But like Goldfinger, Less Than Jake, uh, <clears throat> Real Big Fish. I've been I'm 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 kind of branching out to Rancid a lot more now too. Nice. Rancid suicide uh suicidal tendencies. Yeah. Uh the Dead Kennedys. Like I've been listening to like shit like that, like, you know, like expanding your sound. Yeah, no, I mean like I've been really diving deep into Rancid recently. Like Rancid is definitely like you know, like your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it gets me hype. Yeah. Little bit of coheed. I always have love for love for Coheed and Cambria because yeah. it's just like different. There's no one that sounds like Coheed. Exactly. You know, um, haven't been really getting into the heavy metal. Trying out brand new a little more. Like some of their songs I like, and then some of their songs. Super miss. Yeah, band. some of them are just like kind of hipster. Like I feel like a hipster vibe. Right. But uh, I like Bayside too. Bayside's good. Bayside is sick. And then I, I recommended a band to you, an old school band, Enter Shikari, man. Enter Shikari is just like, I love their sound, dude, because it's like pop punk meets metal, like, kind of, but with like a synthesizer. It's like great. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. It's like. Tech. Where are they from? I think they're from like Sweden or some shit. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I don't, All right. I don't, I'll. Where is it? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um. No, I was going to say, all right, I'll listen to them. And uh, I'm going to give you a band that I'm going to recommend. They're called, uh, they're from France. They're called Chunk No Captain Chunk. Chunk No Captain Chunk? I've heard of that band. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're like, um, I guess if, like, like a, uh, if pop punk, heavy metal made a baby, it's like them. Like they got it on to Marvin Gaye? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, nah, man. I mean, dude, we've been on here, like I said, for about uh, like close to two hours. And, um, you know, we talked about a lot of shit, a lot of good shit. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on and fucking being able to, being able to throw down in the paint. You know what I mean? I'm throwing down in the paint, man. I'm like freaking, uh, Spreewell back in the day, choking people <laughs> out. <laughs> but at the oh, end of the shit. day, man, it was a pleasure being on here. Um, hopefully someone can get something from my message or... If you're looking for business, any ideas, come to me. I'm your guy, man. I'm the coffee closing man himself, you know. But uh, if you have any ideas on business or if you need any advice, like, I'm your guy. Like, Where could people find you? Uh, you want to plug your socials? My social? You said, not your, like, your social security, <laughs> your social media. Yeah, you could add me on uh, Scott Terraforte on Facebook, you know, or you could just, you know, contact me on Snapchat. I'm a snapper. Red a snapper. snapper. Uh, Scotty Noops. Scotty N E W P S. Yeah, I don't really go on social platforms like that. Reach out LinkedIn, Scott Terraforte. All business on there. Strictly business. EPMD. The, the real ones will get that one. Eric Sermon. But um, yeah, it was a pleasure being on here. And um, I I'm a great public speaker. If you can't tell, but uh, 
I could tell. But uh, maybe one day I'll look back on this when I'm a millionaire. And uh, I'll be like, listen, man, taking Johnny's band with me. Facts, bro. But uh, yeah, play that fucking sick intro. Can we do like a Wayne's World? uh, A Wayne's World outro? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna stick to the regular scheduled programming, Scotty. All right, we're out of here. You're out of here.